Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now! Well, howdy there. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good, thank you. A long weekend, kind of odd, strange long weekend, but it was good. Strange long. Well, oh, you know, yeah, because of it was Friday. Truth and Reconciliation Day, we had it off, and a, a lot of you noticed because I did get a couple of people who I guess missed Thursday's pod where we told you we, there's not going to be a podcast, and then a couple of DMs came in. Where's Friday's podcast? What's going on? Like, yeah, we we weren't we weren't actually on the radio either, um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a nice. Nice weekend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the reason for Friday is all of Canada's largest private broadcasters decided to get together and amplify Indigenous voices. So they took all of our voices off and just had Indigenous uh, messaging mm-hmm. and, and things like that on. And it was very well received. But yeah, I understand that it would throw a few people off because it was a regular workday for so many people. That's right. This coming weekend, I think it's one that everybody agrees on. Thanksgiving is here, Cat. Thanksgiving. I can't, it feels so early. And I know that it, sometimes it is this early. Sometimes it's like the weekend after whatever, but it's, uh, it seems early to me. I'm just like, oh, already? It's already Thanksgiving? Okay, then. Inflation's a tricky thing, isn't it? You know, you see the prices going up on strawberries and everything, bananas and fucking everything. everything. But have you noticed, though, that certain things seem to actually be cheaper this year? I don't know if there's just an abundance of them, but turkeys are cheaper than I ever remember them being. Really? I got a 22 pound turkey for thirty five dollars. It's probably because it was still frozen from last year. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. That <laughs> did didn't even you, did cross my mind. Did you check the date? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> the turkey's thirty five. The salmonella yeah. is free. <laughs> Jesus. This turkey was born in the year 1996. <laughs> <laughs> Any takers? I, uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm not, I'm going to opt for, for not having a turkey this year. Look, things are very expensive. And when I look at the Thanksgiving plate and all the things that you can put on it, if I'm thinking, I'm thinking people are going to make cuts this year, maybe make cuts to, and the food is especially noticeable, right? You go to a grocery store, it's especially noticeable. Now this week, that said, a lot of the grocery stores are doing those deals. Like, oh, fucking can of cranberry sauce is on sale or whatever people like to eat. So with the stuffing mix is on sale, they'll do it on purpose because they hope that you buy it. And hey, if you can save some money on it, that's great. But if I'm going to cut one thing off my Thanksgiving plate, it's turkey first. Turkey's garbage. Just just a garbage bird that Holy has no shit. taste. There's no taste. A garbage bird with no taste. <laughs> Garbage yeah, bird never with liked, no taste. Look, I've never liked turkey. I've always, I always ate it. Growing up, Thanksgiving dinner, growing up, occasionally the odd Christmas dinner, we'd even have uh, turkey. I never made it myself once I became an adult and realized, okay, I can host these things. I said, no, if you're coming to my Thanksgiving dinner, you're not going to have turkey because I just think it's a waste of time. It takes so, so much time and preparation. And every time I've had it, and yes, try, don't do DM me with, well, you got to do the brine and the things and that. I've had it all. I've had it all. I still don't find it to be tasty. It's not a tasty bird. And the fact that you have to douse it in gravy and, and, and mix it around with stuffing in it just to make it like edible is it's too much for me so for me I'm, I'm opting out of the turkey this year let me save you a couple of dms have you tried it deep fried i don't i don't i wouldn't do it anyway i no mm-hmm. some no. people say that's the best way to get a juicy bird okay moist if you will you know what I, and hey i'm not sans bird i'm not against birds i like chicken i prefer that i think it's a tastier i think that there's more you can do with it um i i'm gonna opt for for chicken it's gonna be chicken thighs chicken wings chicken like all of it all the chicken, many different ways of chicken. But uh, yeah, like for me, I just never had turkey and went, wow, I love this. It's good. It's never happened for me. Huh? It's just not for me. Interesting. Okay. I mean, see, I, on the other hand, love it. And, and I think we don't get enough turkey occasions in a year. So I am looking forward to not one, not two, three turkeys this weekend. Wait a minute. Hang on. You're not cooking all the turkeys, all right? You're going to someone's, you're going to a couple houses and then you're having your own bird too? Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those. Well, and also separated parents, you've got to separate the Thanksgivings as well. You know, I mean, this is the warm up for Christmas, the dress rehearsal, if you will. The dress rehearsal. So I've got, (laughs) (laughs) so I am uh, in-laws, I guess, on Saturday and then my place on Sunday and my place on Monday. That's a lot of traveling and a lot of um, food, but it's usually good food. So that's, there's nothing wrong with that. How Aside much, from that turkey. How much is your hydro bill lately? You getting like yes. crazy hydro bills You know right what's now? so funny is that I saw a couple of people posting about their hydro bills out of nowhere. I have not. Did no- something change? 
I have not noticed anything personally out of the norm. No, for, for again, for me, no. Why is yours like crazy? Yeah, it just went up a lot. Yeah, all I've, of a sudden, you're not I don't the only know why. one. You're not the only one. I've seen a, people posting about it. You know, how people like post their stuff. No, no problem. Like they'll just tell people. So if someone like took a picture of the bill. They're like, this is literally double what it was last year. So again, for me, I don't notice anything that's over the top crazy, but oh gosh, I guess I should knock on something. They are just finding new ways to squeeze us at every turn, cat, and it is nuts. If the bills did go up, there's just, it, it's just a total disconnect from reality with these decision mm-hmm. makers because people can't afford that. But part of the reason I brought it up is, have you heard of that, that massive mansion in Bel Air? They say it's the biggest single family dwelling in the world. Is it like the Fresh Prince home? <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> okay. Very similar. It's $141 million. They call it the one, the largest modern home in America. And that requires a lot of energy to keep it cool. Sure. So the air conditioning required to operate a nice, comfortable home in California produces a bill of in and around $50,000 a month. What? For Hydra. That's insane. Yep. Uh, It's at 944 Errol Way. There's a pantry, a bowling alley, a movie theater, a candy room, a 4,000-square-foot guest house, sky deck with cabanas, <laughs> nightclub, full-service beauty salon, and spa, and more. 21 bedrooms, 42 full bathrooms, $141 million, but it comes with a $50,000 hydro bill every month. With all those amenities you mentioned, I mean, those are ones that you would think that you're inviting people to come in and perhaps pay for. Like, I'm think, I'm looking at the nightclub and the bowling alley, and is someone making money or, or at least attempting to recoup some of their hydro bill money basically by having this place? Or is this literally a family home and no, no one's trying to profit off of it? It's just their life. The person who owns it, his name is Richard. He's the founder of Fashion Nova. Oh, Fashion Nova. Okay. What are they? Yeah, I've that heard that sense. twice now in the last two weeks. Fashion what is Nova. Fashion Nova? Fashion Nova is an online, it's like an online clothing uh, retailer. And it's, it's you can get stuff for ch- cheaper, right? Than, than you can at the, you know, for mall prices even, et cetera. It's a cheap clothing brand. Well. But there's a lot of celebrities behind it. Like Cardi B has her own line in Fashion Nova. DJ Khaled has his own line in Fashion Nova. So it's like celebrity endorsed. Oh. Uh, yeah. But okay. it, it's quite profitable. $295 million was the asking price for this house. It's 105,000 square feet. It's 50 times bigger it's, than my house. It's too big. <laughs> That's too big for a house. Well, it was in bankruptcy court, and this guy from Fashion Nova walked in and made an offer of 141 and got it. Woo! 295 down to 141. And Kat, once the market rebounds and interest rates are <laughs> under control, he could probably flip that and make a few thousand dollars. He might be able to. Who knows? He can make tens of millions of dollars just by sitting on that for a year until the market heats back up again. It's, it's possible. But I mean, again, he's the only like one of the only people that stepped forward, if not the only person that stepped forward with a decent offer. So that's kind of what you get. You have to have the money to do it. He's got a lot of celebrity friends. So I could see him like, you know, loaning it out to people like, hey, how about you take part in my Fashion Nova and I will allow you to stay here for a week. You, you wouldn't even know. If people are over. I think so, too. Like, the driveway yeah. is basically like the 401 between here and Mississauga. <laughs> yes. You don't even know there's a car parked on it. <laughs> Seriously, insane. it's fucked up. It's crazy. This property probably has its own police force and all sorts <laughs> of shit. Did you say there's, like, 40 bathrooms or something stupid? Yeah. Like, that's too many toilets for one place. That's because it's, like, it's it's a hall. It's a, it's a massive hall. That's crazy. Keeping a movie theater at movie theater temperature and a bowling alley no. at bowling alley temperature, mm-hmm. they would have to have multiple AC units and it works out to $50,000 a month. A candy room? Like, is it stocked? Yeah. <laughs> it looks crazy. really nice. It looks like a good place. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's very nice. For that price, it better be. Um, there's a lot of things, as it turns out, Kat, that people wish they could do in public. Uh, just this weekend, I was uh, encountering that because I took the GO train to Rogers Center. Mm-hmm. I was going to the Jays game on Saturday. Great game. Jays won. They outscored the Red Sox 25 to 3. Yeah, I was watching I was watching that. It was a good game. Fantastic. And, and it was great cuz Saturday the dome was open. I know they pissed everybody off yesterday by closing the dome when it was a beautiful day, yeah. a beautiful fall day. It was only 16 degrees yesterday. So they closed the dome and fans were losing their shit. Really? 
You know who was the the most upset, I think, was Anthony Farnell, our meteorologist friend from Global News. <laughs> and he's like, I'm looking at my phone. It could be open right now. It's beautiful outside. He was pissed off that he had to wait inside. And a lot of people were. Hey, yeah. I mean, that's part of the point of having a dome is it can be open when it's not going to rain yeah. and not freezing cold. I know. I always wonder sometimes the decision makers there. Sometimes they make the decision and it's like, what are you thinking? Yeah, exactly. Just read the room. People want the dome open on yeah. a nice day in the weekend, especially the final regular season yeah. home game. Anyway, I was going to Rogers Center and I took the train down and it, it shocks me that we're here. 2022. Rogers Center has been there since the early 90s. Go Transit's been around even longer than that. We still don't have a go stop at Rogers Center. So you get into Union Station and then bam, you got to walk like two kilometers to get to the dome. And it's not like that with BMO Field. The train stops right at the entrance to BMO Field. Scotiabank Arena, it stops in Scotiabank Arena. Rogers Center, where we hold the most people, nope, you're walking. Uh, Screw you. (laughs) I wish they would really do something about that because it's a deterrent. I would probably go to more games if I didn't have to do that. Not just that long walk from Union to Rogers Center, but dodging everybody. There's so many people downtown. And so many people. It, it's like a fish swimming upstream during spawning season. Yeah. You're getting touched and kicked. And there's cigarette butts. And what, what I noticed in particular this time around was, it's been a while since I went to a Jays game, how much pot was in the air. Oh, yeah. Walking from Union to Rogers Center, you could smell weed at every yeah. single corner. Yeah. And I thought... We're not allowed to do that now, are we? Can we smoke weed just out openly on the sidewalk? Or are we supposed to be discreet about it? Is there rules? Like, I can't just walk down the street with a beer, for example. Can I with a a joint? I I don't know. No, I mean, you're not supposed to. I think it's like, doesn't it fall under public intoxication? Even though, like, one would argue, yeah, it's different than, I guess, maybe, is it different than having a beer? I mean, we've had this discussion before. And I'm not sure if I can really understand how how it could be that much how it could be that much different? Um, but yeah, I mean, I've noticed it too, by the way. Like just about anywhere that there's a lot of people, that there's a lot of people around. Yeah, like at Waterloo Town Square. I was there last weekend and I'm like, wow, this reeks of pot everywhere. So people are people are doing it, but are they getting busted and do police care to even bust them? I don't know, but I thought since everybody else is, well, all right, I'll just make myself a little incognito. And I had a little blaster did before you? I walked into Rogers You lit Center. one up, huh? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and, all right. and you know what? I thought, well, I've got time here. There's no cops. It's, it appears that this is okay. Other so people are doing it. I just did the whole, uh, I smoked the whole thing, and I stumbled my way into Rogers Center and sat my butt down and didn't take my eyes off home plate for three hours. It was great. <laughs> so is that the thing you wish you could do in public? That would be one of them. One of them. Although I do kind of like with the beer thing. Beer is kind of like a don't ask, don't tell. No, you can't walk down the street with a bottle of vodka or a a bottle of beer or something like that. You're just not allowed. But if you stick it in a solo cup or in a Yeti cup, no one's going to give a shit. It's called a traveler and people do it all the time. So there could almost be a traveler in the marijuana industry, just saying, and and maybe in public, (laughs) as long as you're not bothering anybody, because I actually... I like weed. And the smell was crazy walking along Front Street on Saturday. Yeah, I bet. It was nuts. We know there's like a concert on, though, and it depends on the artist, but certain ones bring in stronger smells than others. Yeah, I can Absolutely. imagine. Well, they ask people, what's there something that you're not really allowed to do in public that you kind of wish you could? So I cherry-picked a couple of them from here because I'm wondering how that would work in, in a civilized society outdoors. It, it's amazing how many people wish they could walk down the street singing loudly. Ah. You know, you've got that tune in your head that I got my head out the yeah, sunroof. Can I say I've done that though? You know where I do it the the, the most? And I always get busted is leaving the the station, right? Because I'm always listening to music as I leave the station. Check on the radio station before we head out, right? And I do that. And if there's a song playing, just like that one, let's just use that. Nikki Ewer uh, and Daisy Sunroof as an as a great example. I usually am singing it. And around here, it's normal. We work at a radio station. It's normal to have a song in your head. That's what you do. We listen to music sometimes. I'm not a good singer. Kat's not a good singer. But we listen to a concert from each other every morning. All the time. So as I'm leaving here, sometimes there's people waiting to get in for their colonoscopy at the colonoscopy clinic. (laughs) (laughs) But see, there's a hall to get to that 
to get to that waiting area. And the waiting area is around the corner. You can you, Sometimes there's people there and sometimes there's not. Well, it just happened last week where I was doing that exact thing. Da, 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 da. And I turn the corner. There's like three people sitting on a bench. I'm just like, okay, I look like a crazy person, but I wish it was okay. Yeah, they're 10 I, minutes away from two fingers yeah. up their ass. <laughs> And you're walking on sunshine. Oh, how your day going? <laughs> oh, I'm about to get a fist up my ass, so not great. Yeah, I, I, I do, I do think that it should be normalized because you kind of get looked at like you're kind of nuts when you do it. Yeah, all the it, time. But who doesn't want to do like a little hum or a song or something every now and again? You know, I'm very protective of my sound. I don't want people to hear. This singing voice, but I it do sounds like sing. You're to- it sounds like your talking voice. And it- your singing voice sounds like you're talking. Really? You don't really have a singing voice. No, I you're don't. Like, no, you're like, I got the head out the sunroof. I'm Lincoln. <laughs> Blasting our favorite tunes on yeah. your favorite station every morning. <laughs> La da da di da da. Head out the sunroof because really- it's beautiful. <laughs> Seventeen outside. You got it on your favorite station. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't really have too much of a singing voice, though. So it's kind of like you're sing-talking. You do. You go, like, full-blown Elsa from Frozen oh, sometimes. I will. I will sometimes, Is that because yeah. of the kids? Do you have to, like, like when it's just you and your Wait. girls, do you, like, like oh, belt it out? Like, fucking right, like I Like you're going for a Grammy? Absolutely. And you know what the best part about them is? Because they're young and silly. They think I have a good voice. They don't realize I don't yet. So oh. it's great. They're like, Mommy, you sound beautiful. I'm like, thank you. But one day they're going to realize and they're going to go, Mommy, don't stop, do stop. Mm. <laughs> Please stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are we ready to normalize just walking around singing? Because I feel like it would be a happier place if you get a good singer. Like, hey, if you're a good singer, throw your guitar case down and people will throw toonies in it. It's awesome. I'm trying to think of how that would go if everybody became that person. Because then you'd have like a clash of the sounds. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to sing my Justin Bieber song. You're all over me with your Michael Buble. Like, get out of here. I was singing first. And now you're trying to do a remix with Missy Elliott out of nowhere. Like, come on, man. Chill out. This is my time to sing. Or do we all join in on the first person we hear? Like uh, someone starts, someone singing, you know, Backstreet's Back. Are we supposed to get in on that too? Or is that weird? Can you, can you take over someone else's song with them? It's customary to do backups if Everybody, somebody else is singing. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I'll be that person that goes, yeah. Am I sexual? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta bite every word of that line. Um, again, these are things that people wish that we could do in public more often. And and they're kind of frowned upon and or illegal. Uh, one of them is walk around barefoot. Do you walk oh. around now thinking, fuck, if I didn't have these shoes on, life would be so much better? Look, I mean, uh, you. I know there's a lot of people that would do that. For me, what am I going to step on? Like, I'm a little too worried to step on something. It wouldn't necessarily be... Probably needles these <laughs> days. <laughs> Yes. What was that? Rocks, needles, could be any number of uh, insects. Like in the summertime, I don't, uh, the bare feet people, I just, I don't get it. Um, Maybe around my house barefoot. I don't mind that in the summertime. That's great. That's Mm -hmm. a good feeling. Fine, whatever. But even at work, like, would you walk around barefoot here? Here? Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the summertime, I didn't wear socks for like three months. Right. That era has come to an end because it's like one degree when I get up in the morning now. So when I was wearing just slides... If one of them fell off and I had to swing over and grab something from the, like grab a a, a coffee or something like that, I might do that little sprint barefoot rather than try and find my other slide. But I would probably keep my slide on. See, I'd probably hop on one foot like the floor was lava. Like I don't even want to touch my barefoot to the floors. I don't even want to do it. Not in a public place. I don't blame you because floors are gross and that's where all the feet are. And if it's just your foot, fine. But then you get those other people's feet, and that's not as good. Yeah, and you don't know how often people actually vacuum certain areas or clean certain areas, and then it's on the bottom of your foot. And I know some people will be like, so what? Germs on your foot. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I think it deserves a, some thought. I think it deserves some thought. I, then you're putting, then what are you doing with your feet after that? Are you going home to clean your feet? Most people probably aren't. No. So then you're dragging that dirt around. Are you crawling into your bed with your dirty feet? Like, just think about it. Think about it. Okay, so that we'll we'll say no. No, no Fred Flintstoning for me. No. Doing yoga or stretches in public. There's people who wish they could do that, like in a park or or just at the bus stop. Yeah, they wish it was more acceptable <laughs> to just throw yeah. the mat down and get yourself into a downward dog. I get it because we, we have we. <laughs> 
think we have a tendency to worry about what other people think about us. We all do, right? And at the same time, though, there are people who are doing those yoga moves that really are not stable people. So do you want to be classified as not a stable person because you're trying to, you know, get your whatever move on, like at, at the bus stop, for example, yeah, you're going to be looked at like a crazy person. That's just the way that society works. So I, I would be fine with normalizing it. I mean, there's people who do it in groups in the park. Why can't just individuals do it in the park? I think it's fine. What you're about not- just like in the parking lot before you start <laughs> your car? Is that okay? I mean, you're not hurting anybody. I think it's fine. But are, you should expect people to give you a second look and go, what the fuck is that person doing? So I understand where they're coming from. They want it to be acceptable and just like, oh, the person's doing yoga. Good morning. Good day. How are you? And just carry on. There's calls for more dancing in the street. I'm going to have to draw the line there. No. No? Listen, like I said, just this weekend, fighting up that crowd on Front Street trying to get from Union to the Rogers Center. Factor in people dancing on top of that, just strutting down the street, giving us their best moves. No fucking way. Uh, Flash mobs done? Like what? Remember that era where like flash mobs were everywhere, and if you didn't have a flash mob thing, you were you're a loser and stuff. Can Can I ask, why was that a thing in the first place? Why would you just because a stranger told you to agree to meet at I don't know Hyde Park at <laughs> yeah. sunrise to go and do like the dance from Footloose or, yeah. or Thriller or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't understand what you guys were doing. Like, was there just an abundance of free time back then? Were you trying to meet people? I don't understand yeah. the point of the flash mobs. It, it was viral moments, you know, and that was really the height of viral moments. And let's see where we could take this, and mine will outdo that person's. And but you don't see a lot of flash mobs. But that's what it reminded me of when you mentioned dancing in the street. I'm thinking, okay, like flash mob style or just by yourself. If you're by yourself doing like jazz hands and snapping your your fingers and stuff again you're gonna look like a lunatic absolutely should we normalize it i don't know like you said i think we need to make room for people that might room singing is one thing but like you're flailing your arms around and shit you could hit somebody it's, it's a nightmare we don't have enough lanes for this there's pedestrian <laughs> lanes there's car lanes and there's bike lanes we don't need the dancing lane you're gonna like moonwalk right into a cyclist and hurt yourself <laughs> moonwalk <laughs> uh adjusting your underwear a lot of people said that they wish we could just deal with what we have to deal with, i.e., I don't know, if you've got a wedgie, you want to be able to just clear the wedgie and yeah. then carry on with your day. Yeah. But it's generally considered rude if you've got to scratch your privates in public. Yeah. Even though it doesn't make it less itchy that you're in public, you still got to do it. You yeah. just got to wait and Maybe at an inconvenient time. Underwear slips up there sometimes too. And you do, you have to make like a maneuver. Like you're just like, oh, is anyone looking? A maneuver, and then you, sorry. Yeah, Tell you me got, more about this you, maneuver. You got to back up a little bit toward like a wall or something. And then like, okay, I got to pull these panties out of my ass crack. Got a raging <laughs> camel toe right now, but <laughs> fuck. People here. But yeah, it's not nice to look at though. So I don't really agree with it being a public thing. I don't want to see someone itching themselves and pull pulling on their wedgies. No, thank you. Nobody said PDA. And I thought for sure PDA oh. would make the list. I think people just do that if they want to do that. Like there's the couples that do and the couples that don't. Right? I guess. I don't really, like I don't get grossed. I, I do get grossed out at a certain point. Like if you're holding hands... Great. I think there's nothing wrong with that. Pecs and, and stuff like that. Great. Once there's like a lot of tongue involved, that's where I'm like, nah, man, take that somewhere else. Huh. You don't want to see it. No. What about this one? It's another thing that from time to time, everybody probably has to do it at least once, but it's not allowed in public. In fact, I believe you can get a ticket for it. Spitting. Oh, spitting's gross. Or did COVID shut that down? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think spitting has always been out of style. You don't, no, you don't got to do that. Another question. Mm-hmm. When did you have your first coffee? Uh, in my life? In your life, Oh yeah. my gosh, that's a great question. Did, does cappuccinos and stuff count? Yeah, Cause, coffee, okay. coffee. So the first time I ever did, I think it was in, it was probably the year between high school. I did not drink co- any type of coffee in high school, but I do remember, I think it was before college. So I'm, I had like a gap year. So I'm going to guess around then. So I was about, yeah, like 18 years old. I think when I actually started uh, drinking, drinking anything with heavy caffeine in it, like coffee. See, for me, my parents would drink coffee and I used to think, oh, grownups drink coffee. I really want to have coffee. And I know I was younger. Yeah. 
And I was probably like everybody else. The first coffee you drank was probably not good. Unless right. you had like a, a French vanilla or yes. something like and that. And that's how I started. Yeah. Like it was one of those. Nobody drinks a black coffee or a a double-double the first time and thinks, where's this been all my yeah, life? Exactly. It doesn't happen that way. You have to acquire a taste for it. It's kind of like beer. Sure. A lot of people don't like beer the first time yeah. they drink it, but then they end up drinking a lot of it Even in their wine. Lifetime. Wine is another one. A lot of different alcohols. Even tea, maybe teas. I don't know. I did drink tea before I drank coffee, though. Have you thought about when you might be prepared to allow your kids to drink coffee? Oh, gosh. I hope that they don't want it until like, yeah, I'd say those later. High, I'm, I'd be totally okay if it was high school years, if they actually felt like they wanted it. I'm totally okay with that. Ninth grade, if they were like, hey, you're going to Tim's? Grab me a... Grab me a double yeah, double. I think it's okay because it's not like an it's not like it's an unhealthy thing. I mean, depending on what studies you look at, I think it would be okay. I'd be fine with it. This is a different kind of coffee study. A survey found that a third of coffee drinkers have been drinking it since they were a kid. Wow. Yeah. Some and by the way, that is um, in some parts of the world that's very common. You have coffee as a child. A full fifteen percent say they were not even a teenager. Oh, wow. When coffee became a regular thing for them. Wow. 36% were over 21 when they started drinking coffee. 28% were between 17 and 20. Mm -hmm. 17%, 13 to 16 years old. And just under 10% were 12 or younger. What makes you want a coffee that bad at that age? Because it doesn't taste good. Is it just the caffeine kick or is it to feel... Like a grown-up. Yeah, I mean, again, in some cultures and some parts of the world, coffee's just like a thing that's around all the time. And if you're young and you want to try it, you do. And then you, uh, like you said, you acquire that taste. And you just, maybe you just do it younger. So then you actually crave the coffee. I, I don't know, like for me, it's strange. Like it's not illegal by any means, but for me, it's like strange. Like if my kid wanted a coffee at eight years old, like, no, thanks. You got enough energy. And I think that's what it is. Like, <laughs> right. Like you need the coffee as your regular energy declines in, in this, in this society that we live in this bubble, this North American bubble, if you will, like we have other things that young people like, like you think back to what you used to drink though. Like for me, I would never even take a coffee cause I could have a Mountain Dew and nothing would happen to me. Because I was a kid, right? That shit like goes right through you. There's no problem, right? You could have Coke. You could have shit with sugar in it, caffeine loaded. But you're you're not going to worry about gaining weight or how it, it being bad for you. You just drank whatever was around. Iced tea. Give me that shit. So there's so many options for drinking, I think, as a young person. But then once you kind of get a little more cautious about what you're putting in your body, maybe, and you realize the benefits of coffee, that's what it changes. So it, like as a kid, I was never even interested. Like my parents would have it and I'd be like, ugh. They could also drink that instant shit though. I don't know how they could do it. But oh my God. They, could, they would do anything. Like it doesn't matter. Give me the coffee. I don't care if I buy it. I don't care if we brew it. I don't care if we use the thing in the instant coffee thing, which is gross to my, in my personal opinion. I know some people love instant coffee. I, I think I was like multiple coffees a day when I was about 16 these days, though, and by the way, that was Tim's when you could get a medium coffee for like a dollar ten, super cheap. Yeah, yeah. Now Tim's is up over two bucks, depending on where you go. Yeah, Starbucks is in the stratosphere, and it's remarkable how many students have a Starbucks sitting on their desk in the morning when they go to school. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, uh, teachers have weighed in on this and said, yeah, it's one of the things that they've really noticed over the last couple of years is the amount of teens that need coffee. I don't think there's any mm. inherent health risk here, is there? No, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, remember the rumors that used to fly that coffee stunted your growth? Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? And I, it's, from what I know, it is truly a rumor. Like I said, there's some parts of the, of the world where you live to be very old, much older than here in North American society, where they do have coffee that young. So I don't believe that to be true. But I remember hearing it as a young person, like coffee will stunt your growth if you if you have it too young. Well, which not, science are we following exactly, here? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think, again, it was just like a rumor mill thing. And so people just kind of were like, okay. But as a kid, I never craved it anyway. I never wanted it. So I don't know. Maybe that's different. Speaking of following the science, uh, the Ontario Science Table is putting out their final publication. Their final one. Doesn't the it? goodbye issue? The goodbye. <laughs> call the farewell. The, the farewell issue? Here's our victory lap. Oh, bye-bye. Two years of shutting <laughs> shit down. It's, uh, it does seem like everything has changed, like in the last couple of weeks. Federal mandates ended this past weekend, so you do not need to be vaccinated to get on a plane. You do not need to wear a mask when you're on the plane. You don't have to use a Rive can, but you can if you want to. 
And now the science table is publishing their last thing. Mm -hmm. I'm almost wondering now, just trying to figure out how this is going to go. And we've done that so many times throughout the pandemic. Trying to predict what's next, sure. Everybody said, come fall. Oh, there's new variants in the fall. It's going to, we're going to be right back to where we were. I don't know if we are, because I have to think the government is on the same page thinking that those are coming and they're lifting everything. They wouldn't lift it only to put it back in in a few weeks, I would they? So. Oh, I think so. No, I think that they're, that, that this is it. I think this is it. I think we're done, right? Like now we've learned to live with it? I think so. Uh, You know, and he even had that conversation the last time that I saw my doctor. I had that exact conversation of like, yep, it's kind of just part of the world now. There's a lot of places that don't even bring it up. I've been so happy that, you know, my kids back in school, like a lot of uh, people's children are, and not one mention of it. Like there's not even a mention. They don't talk about it. Tons of memos coming out. Not a one about COVID. And I'm certainly happy about that. And we're going back to other shit like, oh no, there's a... Uh, there's a breakout of, you know, lice or something like that. Lice? Like, back in the day. like Where's yeah! public health now? Yeah, like all the stuff that used to be like, oh, no, the end of the world. We can't and, deal with lice because <laughs> all the nurses are at the vax clinics. Yeah, really. So, but, you know, I'm so glad that none of the things that I've received are of that. So, yeah, I do feel like it's, it's behind us. You know, you, you, it's there, absolutely. But when people get COVID, it seems like from what I see, they're doing the right things, you know, like, because we should be regardless of if it's COVID or the flu or any, anything, you know, stay away from people when you're sick, please do that. And I am seeing that people masking, people taking the test to make sure it is COVID or isn't COVID and doing all the precautionary things like we should, but we shouldn't be in fear, living in fear. I think we're out of that stage. It's a good vibe, right? Yeah. Like here where we are, it's Oktoberfest. Somebody uh, from a Toronto radio station was asking me, Hey, how's Kitchener? And, and I was trying to explain it to him on the weekend. And I think the best way to describe it is, there's a good vibe right now. Mm-hmm. Oktoberfest is on. The weather is still relatively warm. We're very close to back to normal. Everything's going well right now, especially yeah. on these nice sunshine and days. It's, it's nice to have that shit behind us. And that science table, don't let the door hit you on the way out, you bastards, <laughs> because the the nonsense that you guys produced for two years that shut all those businesses down it's crazy, and yeah. I'm so happy that they're unemployed. Are, <laughs> so, well, I guess they're not fully They'll find unemployed other jobs. yet. They're, they're fine. They're fine. I guess. I don't know. How does that look on a resume? Former member of the Ontario Science Table. I guess that uh, that depends on where you apply. Some people would probably get a hard-on when they saw that, yeah. and other people would probably think, <laughs> I don't think so. No. Yeah. Not in statistics or anything like that. Um Today, we'll get the results of the QP voting that's been going on for a week. The Canadian Union of Public Employees that represents education workers in Ontario, about 55,000 of them, librarians, custodians, and administration staff, have been asked by the union for a strike mandate so that if they don't have a successful negotiation, they can go on strike and withdraw their services. This is the union that said right off the bat, before negotiations even started, we want a 12% increase. 12% That's a large. That's large. 12%? What the fuck? Okay. 12% is what they want. And they they had been threatening to go on strike before they even got the government's first offer. Now, as it turns out, that was right because the government's offer was a typical first offer. They offered a 2% wage increase for the education workers that are making less than $40,000 a year and a 1.25% wage increase to everyone else who's making over $40,000 a year. The union wants 12. So if that's the case, there's a lot of daylight between 2 and 11.7%. Mm. Do you think they're going to walk? And if they do walk, do you think anyone's going to notice? Do you think anyone's going to care this time? Because I think parents are just happy their kids are in school. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's the question, right? Is If you're shutting down the schools, that's a problem. Then we need to talk. But that wouldn't be the case here, right? Um, you'd go without a lot of very... I mean, don't get it twisted. These are important people that work in our school systems because they include... Give me some examples. I know it's librarian. Uh, custodian. Correct? Custodian. Very, very important. Now, is there... If, and a lot of people do believe it's imminent, that they go on strike... Is there an opportunity to bring other people in to do those jobs? Because I look at the custodians, especially the custodians. How how does that work? Uh, great question. I mean, there are contract workers that you can bring in. Okay. Uh, certain boards do it. Certain boards already have contract employees to do the work that the actual employees didn't do right. or don't do or won't do. 
So in some cases, they already have contract employees. I don't know if anyone's going to cross the picket line, so to speak, if they actually walk. I, I just don't know that they're actually going to do themselves any favors this time around. If the schools can function without these employees, I think that's that a bad look too. It's a bad look. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and kind of like what we talked about on Thursday. I mean, if right now the going rate is $40,000 and, and I'll just use this as an open-ended question. I'm not even going to answer it. If, if the going rate is $40,000 and the people who went to school for this job and took this job mm-hmm. for $40,000 are now unhappy with that $40,000, should they then move on to a career that has the ability to make more than $40,000 or should they just keep threatening to strike until they get the money they want in their chosen field? Because at the end of the day, every job has a value. I have to assume that the value of this position is in and around $40,000. Are we just going to keep giving raises until it's up to 60000 Or are we just going to say, this, this is basically your cap, and mm-hmm. if you want to make more than this, this position doesn't pay any more than that. You should look for something else or upgrade your skills or go into a different industry or right. however they want to do it. At some point, we're going to have to have that conversation because a 12% pay increase, even though it's only like three seventy-five dollars an hour, that's, oh, that's a tangible a, increase when there's over yeah. 55,000 employees yeah. in this union. That's a game changer for those individuals. Absolutely. 55,000 people things. each getting an extra three twenty-five dollars an hour yeah. every day. I don't know how much more we can afford that. But I'll tell you, the, the result of this strike vote is going to come out. And I don't see it being anywhere less than about 98%. Yeah, they're for it. They'll threaten to walk. Of course they will. It's just a matter of what the education minister does. Stephen Lecce can say, oh, God, no, we got to keep the school year going, so we're, we're going to give you the raise. But we know that's not going to happen. He could try and negotiate with them. Maybe that works. Maybe it doesn't. Usually it'll end up going to arbitration, especially when they're that far apart. He could legislate them back to work and say, we made you a good offer. Get your butt back to work or we'll consider it you quitting. And here's your new offer. Could be that. Could lock them out and say, if you're threatening to withdraw your services, forget it. We're going to lock you out and we'll just carry on without. And we'll let you back to work when we come up with a deal. There's so many different ways it can go. And I'm really kind of curious to see how they handle it because we still haven't worked out a deal for the teachers. Mm-hmm. All of the teachers unions still don't have their new contract in place. And I have to think that the raises that were offered to the QP workers are similar to the ones that were offered to teachers, i.e. somewhere between one and a half and 2%. Don't know where it's going, but it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks. Uh, There's also the possibility that they could declare education an essential service and you just plain can't strike. They've been talking about that for a long time, though. Do you think they'd finally pull the trigger on that? I feel like if anybody's going to, it might just be this government. Mm. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where even the the Kathleen Wynne liberals flirted with the idea when Mm -hmm. contract talks were just not going anywhere. There was a serious consideration. Should we just say education is essential? Parents need to be able to count on this. So sure, we respect your right to bargain collectively, but at the end of the day, the schools have to be staffed. So you're an essential service. There's no striking. They do that already in some cases with transit workers, with waste collection. There's Mm -hmm. any number of different markets and different places that'll have it, but uh, it could happen in education. You never know. We've talked in the past about dumb reasons to phone 911. 27-year-old in Cleveland phoned 911 the other day because his sister touched his laundry. What? This guy. How old? I'm sorry. Did you say a 27-year-old? He is 27 years old. Oh, come on. Okay, all right. He lives in Cleveland. With his mom. Likely. (laughs) (laughs) So, actually, no. 100%, he lives with his mom. So, (laughs) his sister Uh wanted to use the washing machine. And this is a problem that every household may end up dealing with. Yeah. Sister wanted to use the washing machine. He had laundry in. She stopped the machine took his wet clothes out of the washer. Oh, diabolical. Stuck him in a laundry basket and left him there while she did her laundry. Now, her plan was (laughs) when her laundry was done, she'd flip it over to the dryer and put his back in the washing machine. Not acceptable, says he. He came in, saw his clothes had been taken out of the washing machine, and his first instinct was to call 911. Shut the front door. So let me ask you, when the cops show up and they say, what's going on here? We got a 911 call. 
And he comes out and says, she took my laundry out. <laughs> she took my laundry. They're all wet. <laughs> Did she like burn it? Did she steal it? Nope. She just took it out and put it in a basket. And it was wet. I'm trying to figure out what the cop's natural progression is here. Do we, do we instantly start pulling out tickets? Are we reaching for the handcuffs? Should we get a taser on standby? How do we deal with someone who takes someone else's laundry out of the machine so that they can do their own? I'd like to write a sympathy card for the parents, please. <laughs> That's what I think that they deserve. And in there is going to be a, yeah, a fine. You got to be fined when you misuse 911. I think we all, most of us agree on that, right? As long as it wasn't like an accidental child called 911. Like that shit happens, right? A kid could call 911 by accident. Your phone accidentally dials 911. All that aside. If you call 911 knowing you're calling 911 over laundry with nobody in any in, in, imminent danger, you got to be fined for that. You got to be fined. Where was mom and dad at the time, you know? What's like, your best guess? Do you think the cops gave out a fine? Okay. Do you think they gave a warning? What do you think happened I here? hope they gave a fine. I'm going to go fine. Okay. Police did show up and informed him that a laundry dispute was not an appropriate reason to call 911. They could have charged him with misusing the 911 system, but they let him off with a warning. Mm. They told the two of them, Work it out like adults and stop phoning the cops over wet socks. Yeah, hit each other like normal siblings do. <laughs> I used to fight about that all the time. Like, I actually remember days where, like, it would be my brother or my sister. One of the two would pull their stuff, will pull my stuff out and do that exact same maneuver. Or I would have done it to them. You fight about bathrooms. You manage to do it, okay? And you keep it. You don't need to get police involved. You don't need to do that. You're just a, you, you learn ways to get at them. You get at them in other ways. Eat all their cereal or some shit like that. Their favorite stuff. Hide their shit. That's what you do to get back to them. You don't call 911. Come on. That's what siblings are supposed to do. You should write a book. You should get back to Yeah, there's lots of different ways Being to the it. youngest. <laughs> Being the youngest. I've seen some shit, okay? Last thing. This is from Lifehacker. I don't know if you heard, but there was a, a suggestion. This is about two weeks ago. That men should start peeing, sitting down, in solidarity with transgender men. Oh, I did not see that. It was, I thought you were going to tell me this is better for your health or something. I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't see this coming. Well, Lifehacker thought about this because a lot of guys were like, that's fine. I'll just do whatever I want to do in the bathroom and, and nobody else needs to know about it. Even if I do choose to support uh, transgender men, I wouldn't tell anyone, hey, I just sat down on the toilet in support of you. Right. But that was a, a, the suggestion. But Lifehacker did try and come up with some good arguments for why men should pee sitting down. Okay. So, ladies, I know that we're not talking specifically to you, but I feel like you'll be able to relate as someone who has likely sat down for the vast majority of your pees over the years. Yeah. Number one, they say, it's cleaner. Yes, it is. Even if you're accurate, a 2013 study on the fluid dynamics of urination... They actually did a study on the fluid dynamics of urination, found there's a lot more splashback when you're standing. Yeah, of course there is. Of course there is. Well, I mean, I've done this a time or two, stood in front of the toilet, and, and forget the urinal. The urinal, yeah, there's uh, splashback there because you're standing right there. It's right at dick level. So if you're peeing directly onto something, of course there's going to be splashback. Guys, be careful with the urinal. You should stand a few feet back. And if your stream really? isn't strong enough- Really? Doesn't that make to, it worse? The Wouldn't that make back, a splashback worse? You got to aim down towards the bottom. If you just like pee square on against the urinal, there's going to be splashback. It, Light a, uh, hold up your phone with a flashlight the next time you pee into a urinal because it'll highlight all the little splashes and stuff like that. Ew. There's a lot of fucking vapor floating Ew. around there. Ew. Your pants are probably covered and, in pee and, if you use a urinal and, and pee directly on. Please Lysol wipe that phone after you do that too. <laughs> but they say there's a lot less splashback when you're sitting. Yeah. It solves the left the toilet seat up argument. Sure. You never have to worry about putting the seat back down and ladies wouldn't have to worry about falling in. Well, I do think that we all share an obligation in the bathroom to make sure that it's left in a suitable state for the person who comes in after you. I also don't buy the you left the toilet seat up and I fell in argument. That to me does not fly because you should also check. 
you should check the toilet seat before you sit down and make sure the seat is actually down. Mm -hmm. But this apparently solves that problem. Number three is an interesting one. Again, this is Lifehacker explaining why guys should pee sitting down. They say there's less noise. Some people are very self-conscious about oh, being heard. Yeah. It's also impossible to hear someone talking outside the door when you pee standing up because it's loud. It's like a helicopter yeah. taking off if you've had a few beers. <laughs> it's true. It is loud. Is it an annoying loud? Sure. Is it like too much bass from the car driving down the street loud? No, it's just pee. Just, yeah, but nobody wants to hear it from outside the bathroom door. So I would I would agree with that. Well, newsflash, you can hear girls sometimes sure pee too. Sure you can. It yeah, just, absolutely. There's a, some power behind that stream. And sure. this is the thing. It leaves your options open. Like if you need <laughs> if it needs to become more than just a pee, you're already sitting down. Ah, a practical offering here. Mm -hmm. Finally. Yeah. Wait, do guys do that? What? Like if you have to go number 2, you'll stand uh, both, you'll stand up, pee and then turn around and sit down and put your butt on the toilet and Go number two. There's different scenarios here. Let me tell you about this. So you can be standing. Oh, maybe there. I don't <clears throat> want to know. You think you've got to pee. So you go over and you undo your zipper and you start <laughs> peeing. I think and, you got to pee. And, and then you realize, oh, shit. Okay, hang on. If you decide you'd also like to combo that up with a number two, then you've got to undo your belt and pull your pants down. And you've got to stop midstream, stop, oh. turn around, sit, and then finish it off. That's not ideal for anybody. Nobody no, likes that. that seems uncomfortable. There's also times when you think you can get away with it. Like, I got a two brewing, but not quite there yet. So I'm going to pee. And then when you pee, you realize, shit, I should just kill two birds with one stone here. Then you have to turn around and start the process over again. If you had just sat down in the first place, their argument is you're actually being more efficient with your time more productive. and your colon. More productive on the toilet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the fifth argument in favor of peeing sitting down for men is it's not really that much slower. How much time are you really saving? Unless there's a big line at a public bathroom, what's the rush? Sit down and enjoy. Sit down and enjoy. I don't know. What, I mean, as someone who sits down every time, I can tell you it's not really like you're missing an, an, an enjoyment necessarily, you know? It does free up a hand. I mean, if you're standing, you got to be aiming. Oh, yeah, that's right. you got to hold, too. It makes it a little hard if you want to text or take a selfie or something like that. So... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But uh, if you're sitting, of course, you have some free hands, and then you can go ahead and get whatever done on your phone that you want to get done. But like Kat said a few moments ago, Lysol, wipe the shit out of that when you're done. Please. Wipe her down. I think no matter what you do, you stand, you sit, you, you spin in circles, whatever, the, whatever you do. If you spin in circles, you're doing it wrong. Just keep it clean. Wash your damn hands and make sure that the toilet's clean when you leave. Do you think any guys just heard this segment and thought, yeah, yeah, they're right, they're right. I should really pee sitting down more often. Some people might try it now. Like some people that are like firm standers. Like I don't know if that's like a thing, but like for those who are like, I don't know, I stand because that's what men do. Can I know there's people like that. Like, no, men stand. Like, oh, okay, whatever. Can who cares? Who gives a, who, pun intended, gives a shit if you stand or you sit? No, uh, nobody cares. I have nothing premeditated about a piss. I will walk into the bathroom with no plan whatsoever Good. and just willy-nilly, willy <laughs> so to speak. Maybe I'll stand. Maybe I'll sit. I have no idea what I'm yes. going to do when I open that door. It's like a surprise from my brain to my penis. Who cares? Like, oh, we're going to sit today. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I don't know going in, it's going to be a standard today or it's going to be a sitter. It's just sort of the way the wind takes you. Sure. And if you can live with that, it works for me. Uh, before we go, very quickly here, when's the last time you had a McCain cake? Oh my gosh, I used to, oh, years, it's been years is the answer, but those were like my my favorite dessert. I loved a McCain cake. Why McCain cake when there's so much better cake out there? I mean, I, I was, I don't, I loved it. Like the icing was just point on point, good ratio, icing to cake ratio on a McCain cake as well. Interesting. It's just always my jam. Chocolate specifically, by the way. I know there's different kinds. The mm -hmm. chocolate one specifically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it, yeah, years. Oh my gosh. I haven't had that in, I don't know, like six years or something like that. I made a note about this that I wanted to mention it on Monday. And we don't get anything from McCain here. What's up, McCain? Hey, if they How want to, we'd love you to have you on board. I had a piece of McCain cake uh -huh. for the first time in as long as I can remember on Saturday. Okay. I don't know what changed or when, but McCain cake used to be basically trash. 
It was really? dry cake with a little bit of half-assed icing on top, and that was about it. Like, they were giving it to you when you bought a bucket at KFC. That's how shit McCain cakes used to be. <laughs> I liked them. I don't know what changed, but it was actually a decent cake. There's almost some tangibleness to it now. So let me ask you something. This might be a strange question. Was it all the way thawed, or was it still partially frozen? No, it was all the way thawed. Okay. Because honestly, like half frozen, that's how I used to like it. Like, give me it really fucking cold, like right out of the freezer, just when it starts to melt at the top. Like, all that icing starts to like melt off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, did you have to like lick it till you got to the center or could you like bite into it? Um, How frozen was it? No, not that frozen. Like, just cold, like really cold in the center, basically. Really? Yeah. What was different about it? I don't know. Like, I couldn't even tell you. But a McCain cake is unique. It's a very unique cake where, like, that was the only... If you gave me a frozen cake from anywhere else, aside from DQ, I'd be like, get this out of here. Why do I want to eat this? But for some reason, McCain, no problem. Because, like, partially thawed. It's it was it's delectable. I'm going to recommend you warm it up if you're going to do any more than eat it. And I think people know where I'm going with that. I was going to ask. Cold's not good. You didn't tell us why you had cake. Because it's goddamn delicious is what uh-huh. it is. There's never uh-huh. a bad time for cake. Okay. Hey, listen, all I'm saying is the next time you get the opportunity, try it. Because I swear something has changed. Something in the last few years has changed, and they've raised the McCain cake game. Okay. <laughs> little plug for a cake. McCain. <laughs> you, you would want a cake sponsor on the show. Imagine how much you, fun you'd have every day of the week. Let me tell you, it's ridiculous that we don't have a cake I sponsor on this podcast. Shocked. It like, is ridiculous <laughs> that nobody that makes cakes hasn't sponsored this pod. Nobody on any podcast in history has at least talked about Walmart cheap cakes as much as we have. Okay? So, like, where are you at, Walmart? <laughs> Sobeys. You know what I mean? A Metro. Loblaws. Bakery. <laughs> you sponsor the podcast, you're, you'll get a lot of bang for your buck, okay? And when I say a lot of bang, you know exactly what I mean. Have yourselves a fantastic Monday, everybody. We will see you tomorrow as we continue the countdown to that awful bird season that Cat hates so much. You can have all mine. It was announced that by 2025, New York will install cameras in every subway car. Huh, I thought it was illegal to put cameras in bathrooms. <laughs> 29 years after the original Hocus Pocus 2 premiered on Disney Plus. The movie looks great. It's about three witches who come back to life after Lizzo starts playing a 200-year-old flute. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow is urging all American citizens in Russia to leave immediately. Oh, cool. I'll try to do that, said Brittany Griner. The After 9 podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.